Hello and welcome to Two Men in the Shed. I'm Justin. And I'm Dan. Thanks for uh, pointing at me. Yeah, I do it every week. I don't know why you're, why you're making something a big deal of it. <laughs> no, no, that, technically there's you making a big deal of it. <laughs> let, let me tell them what the topics are. Okay. <laughs> this week we're going to be discussing the woke and how they're offended at everything. Uh, why technology is very slow in coming to market after you know, we see all these discoveries happening and then they disappear from the, from the news for five years. Uh, nuclear power and the energy crisis and global warming there's a few other topics if we get to them but that's the main cool so bad boy do you want to kick us off do i oh yes <laughs> Let's do uh, it. wow um yeah so this is really kind of i don't know it's, it feels like people feel like they need to be entitled they feel like they're entitled to do this sort of thing do you know what i mean where you could just say something could be anything and everyone's like, oh my god, that's, that's ridiculous. How dare they? And you're like, there's no reason to be offended by it whatsoever. Um, yeah. Weak is the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> no, I, I merely think I it's... I mean mentally, not not physically. No, I, I merely think it's... They, they, I don't know what it is. Like, they feel a need to. Like, because it's like a trend type thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's, and it's like... I, I don't know. I, I, I disagree. I think there's the people who jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. The the signal virtuous that say, "Oh, look at me! I'm in. I'm with these people. I, I believe in you. Yeah, whatever." Yeah. Um, and then there's the people who generally get, genuinely get offended at everything. But I where are these people coming from? Because surely this wasn't a thing, fifteen years ago. Universities. Have you seen the university campuses? Was it the um? One of the universities in the UK, University of Kent. Right. Um, they've just said that, uh, that all of their tutors, all of the professors, mm -hmm. and all of the students should now to refer to each other as they. Until <laughs> until such a time as the person has officially announced their pronouns. Mm, no, that's not good. They also said that um, surname cannot be used because it's uh it's it's part of the patriarchy right because sir comes from sire yeah um so it's from the patriarchy so you can't say that anymore they're not allowed to say uh, a Christ christian name you know your christian name is not normally your first name mm -hmm. you're not allowed to use that term anymore christian name yeah because it offends people who aren't christian <laughs> wow that's yeah it's so, yeah. so out of control Everyone's walking around Kent University going, they, how you doing they, they, they. I have so many problems with that. I know. Well, yeah, they. First, firstly, it's, uh, it's a noun. It's, it's a, a plural. Yeah, it's plural, more than one. And I had this discussion recently, actually, with a few people. But yeah, it, it's more than one. It doesn't, I mean, it either suggests mental illness or it suggests, you know, they're, well, schizophrenia is mental illness. So, <laughs> but that's all I can think. Like, well, it's not schizophrenia, is it? It's just um, multiple personalities. Well, it's not multiple personalities. They've got one personality, which is just more than one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I didn't say that. Yes, just, you did. Just ignore that. We just rewind um, that back and. <laughs> no, I disagree with. They're 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 they've been brought up, and the universities are teaching them. If you don't agree, shout as loud as you can, and you'll get your way. Yeah, but here's the thing. This seems like a a um like an era, like a like a period, right? And Everyone's obviously trying to... Sorry, carry on. I'm just going to get my coffee. Oh, my 
dear god <laughs> this is what it would like if i had a podcast by myself um so yeah so like it's like a it's like a period that's happening where um you try and end it too soon right and they're just going to moan that oh you didn't give us a chance you didn't do this so i feel that we should just kind of let it pan out let them have their time and then just go back to normal and then and then once they once they bring it up again in the future we can say oh yeah you tried it it didn't work we're back to normal now i think that's it <laughs> i think we're heading that way i yeah. think uh, a lot more people are, are willing to stand up now and say no enough's enough yeah i'm done with this crap yeah and uh yeah and we're seeing more and more people stand up and say this now i think people are becoming less afraid of the hate that comes yeah. along with it people more and more people every day uh, go, you go, go online have a look you'll see more and more people just calling out this woke nonsense i saw um i saw today actually from uh you know noel gallagher from oasis yeah and he called <laughs> he called sam smith a fucking idiot <laughs> because because what he did and i was like yeah that's that's ex- <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what people are doing is just kind of stand up now and saying these things just because it is ridiculous i mean look at us we're here we're talking about it now although yeah. to be fair at the beginning you like i don't want to touch any of these controversial topics this is true four weeks three weeks ago i said <laughs> there's no way i'm talking about it. and now it's number one in our in our subject list <laughs> you can't you can't help it every time you look at twitter you get angrier and angrier i do i rage it's just <laughs> unavoidable now as well it's just really so yeah it's it's out of control well yeah. it's not out of control it's it's raining itself in slowly it's not out of control it's completely out of control from their side, yeah. You, but... you need to look at something like college campuses and stuff like that. It's it's just ludicrous now what they're what they're teaching. Yeah. And the the inclusion and diversity programs, it's you, you don't learn anything at university anymore other than inclusion and diversity <laughs> and how your feelings should matter to everyone. Um, oh, that's yeah, that's a minefield in itself. We, we've moved away from facts. You know, we don't teach facts anymore. Now we teach your feelings matter. And if you feel it strongly enough, you could change the facts. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, I did actually see one, another university had posted um, that they're, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but I should do because when I read it, I was like, yes, that's right. <laughs> they um, that they know there's again. far too many left-wing people mm. um, as teachers, lecturers, professors. So they've banned... The, the asking about political beliefs for hiring purposes. Okay, interesting. Hey, um, that was a thing. So hopefully that, that will start hiring some more, more people a bit more to the right. Unfortunately, I would never have considered myself left or right. I, I've always considered myself you know, a realist, so I guess that's more that's like right. liberal or a sort of middle ground. Have you seen, have you seen your stuff on previous podcasts? <laughs> T- to me, that's normal. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand the people that um, obviously everyone's got different interpretations of things. But how someone can get to the point where you can go, well, if I feel like this, then it has to be a fact. That's where we are. That's. I believe there's another word for that, isn't there? Delusional. Yeah. I was just, damn it! You stole my word. <laughs> well, Maybe delusional, but. The, the, the government pandering to it all the institutions are pandering to it because they're all scared yeah. of getting banned or well, the government the government shouldn't care because they're a, an independent body that actually just you know make the laws and run the country well that's what they should do well they do we had to, what's her name in scotland sturgeon, sturgeon. yeah she stepped um, down she stepped well, i think she was pushed down to be yeah, honest fair enough yeah 
um, off the back of that bill. Yeah. Where they we spoke about it last week, where they tried to introduce to make it a lot easier to change your sex. So you basically just go up and say, "No, I'm a woman now, and you're legally a woman." I think it was they were shortening the time that you had to live as that, that from right six months, years, or whatever it was, down to um, a couple of months. You go and register, say, "I'm a woman now," and a couple of months later, you're officially a woman. And they were removing loads of the, you know, you have to have gender dysphoria and all this. You've got a doctor's note and things like that. They were taking it all out just so people can just go and say, I'm a woman now. Two months later, you're legally a woman. Or vice versa. A woman wanting to be a man. Two months later, she's a man. Does that mean then that women who get, who, who um, what's it called? Change their sex to a man. Do they have to get prostate exams with a boy? <laughs> <laughs> You can't say stuff like that, fat boy. It's transphobic. What? That's a genuine question. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a man, this is what comes with it. <laughs> uh, no, because they don't have a prostate, do they? I don't know how they do. There you go, see? I don't know that much about anatomy. <laughs> All I know is they haven't got a, a, a swing in... Uh... Oh, my... <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> what, a swing in? <laughs> you can't do that? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was watching who's it. Um, this is what I mean, but this is a minefield that you put yourself in. Is it, is it Jimmy Carr or Bill Burr? I can't remember which who was the comedian. They're saying they're all for it. They're all for trans and all this sort of stuff. And he says, you know, what I'm saying is meet me halfway. Get rid of the freaking dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. Because then you sort of trip over yourself trying to work out what's what's what and what's right and what you should and shouldn't do and blah, blah, blah. And it shouldn't be like that at all. Well, I say it opens up all of the um, the women in men's sports. Which they Men in women's sports, sorry. Men in women's <laughs> changing rooms, lockers. Yeah. It's thankfully um, for the Olympics, they reversed this decisions. Yeah. They shouldn't have never done it in the first place. But, yeah. I mean, I guess... guess it's one of those things that they try it and go, well, we tried it, it didn't work. Well, there was that rapist, wasn't there, in Scotland? And um, he raped two women, mm. turned up to court and said, I'm now a woman. Mm. And uh, they supported him, put him into a woman's prison. <laughs> what? That's insane. I think he was taken out again. But um, even his, his even his ex-wife turned around and said, this is bollocks. Yeah. He's just making it up because he wants to go and have an easy prison. Well, yeah. I mean, people do anything, so, wouldn't they? So for an easier life. That's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And you probably can't tell, but I'm shivering like mad because it's temperatures plummeted again. And we're approaching approaching zero again out here. <laughs> and we're only in the Bloody UK. Cold. In the south of the UK as well. Okay, should we move on from the woke offender that everything? I'm sure there's a lot more there that well, we could we could talk about in this year. What's what's ironic about this is there's probably gonna be if if this was, you know, kept caught a wider audience, there's gonna be a lot of people that are offended by it anyway. <laughs> so we're actually ironically stating Well, because we haven't got any followers yet, really. Um, only a few. There's a couple. Yeah. Um, no one's going to hear it anyway, so we're we, we're good. I guess so. Yeah. Inti- until you know, ten months down the line, a year down the line, when we've got quite a number of followers, and then they go back to his old podcast, <laughs> which is ironically what you wanted them to do in the first place. <laughs> well, you know, what I see. If people are, if you get haters, they share, they share their stuff and oh. say, "Oh, look at this, hate it," and everyone yeah. comes along and jumps in. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get viewers from it. Yeah. Because there's, there's enough people on the right that say, well, if all the left are hating it that much, or if the woke are hating it that much, it must be good. Yeah, better go and watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's a sound plan. <laughs> it's 
that's not a plan. Yeah, you know I like a good fight as well. So. Argument, not fight. Verbal fight. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Just clarify <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that was... That's my views. We I probably guess. should have researched a bit more before we started. Well, this is what I was thinking. Well, no, I did loads of research. Um, <laughs> there are there are a lot of topics that we could fit into that woke category. There is, but I think because we're we're, we're also outside of that technical circle. I mean, even if we did research, we, we wouldn't really we don't have an insight into it itself. If that makes sense, you know. Well, yeah, that's what doing research does. It gives you insight into. into no, no, the... no. But living in in the world where you're trying to talk about the subject is a lot better. Like experience with it is a lot better than sort of reading. I, some I do facts. not want to live in that world. That's my point. <laughs> well, that, that's dark. You're saying we can't speak about it because we don't live in that world. I'm saying, well, no, 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 no. speak about no, it. I'm not saying I'm we not can't live in that world. I'm not saying we can't speak about it. I'm just saying having an insight would 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 enable you to be able to have a proper discussion about it and have both, you know, views on every side, rather than just research. Yeah, but I know what the views of the other side are, and they're nonsense. Let's move on. <laughs> When I say the other side, I mean the 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 far left, the complete woke, yeah, um, who are going to fail in life, every fail at everything in life. <laughs> okay, now you're just doing it on purpose. Well, unless they unless they become inclusivity, inclusivity and diversity um, people, because that's all they know. What do you mean? Well, that's what the woke's teaching them. Everything's about inclusivity and diversity, and that's all they're taught. Yeah, uh, okay. mostly in relation to trans issues. Yeah. LBG, L, oh, I can't even say it. I'm not even going to try. No. I, I've got to finish at the T, I think. <laughs> LGBTQIA+. Is it IA+, plus now? I, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Somebody tell us. <laughs> um, I don't know why I need to go beyond LGB. I certainly didn't need to go beyond LGBTQ. No. Uh, uh, what, what's the plus? Anything else you want? Isn't... And correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't gay the same as lesbian? It's kind of a broad term, right? Yeah, but men, it's it's the the men tend to refer to themselves as gay. The women refer to themselves as lesbian. So to be inclusive, you have to have the lesbian as well. You have the lesbian because that refers specifically to the females. Now, yes, gay tends to, uh, technically applies to them all, but it's generally used for for men. I'm surprised they're not fighting over the where which letters come first. In the in the <laughs> in the in the thing because who's surely, more important? Surely they'll be more equally offended. Everyone after L would be equally offended, right? <laughs> I uh, it's funny you say about being offended and stuff. Now I know a lot of the LGB community want to be disassociated. Yeah, with the TQ. Plus yeah. community, so there's a bit of uh, issues there because yeah. they don't want to be lumped in with all of them. Well, I mean, they don't make a fuss like the the other side do, do they? Well, I've seen I've seen um I've seen a couple of videos saying please stop lumping us in with them. <laughs> Can we just go back to LGB? Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, you know, take off the TQ plus TQIA whatever plus <laughs> make it something different yeah um yeah that's i mean okay enough waffle <laughs> we, we, we spoke a lot and covered nothing there yeah so, um, well i don't know we haven't covered nothing but you know what's the next one slow tech evolution 
so this 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 is a topic that you know we've seen the news especially if you watch any of the tech news these miraculous possible inventions yeah. that are coming along well, not just inventions technology um so it could be biology physics you know engineering whatever it is you hear about it and then everyone's like oh, that would be amazing and it's gone yeah you do not hear from about it again or if you do it's 10 years down the line yeah and then it's a major breakthrough 10 years down the line it's yeah. like, well this was announced 10 years ago yeah let me give you an example i've got one as well go on so <laughs> they've now been able to so they claim mm. scientists are claiming they can reverse aging in mice oh yes they yeah. tried it on a lot of different mm-hmm. cells Heard this, yeah. and it would work on human cells yeah which means you can reverse the aging by up to, I think it was 57% they could reverse aging by. The young, uh, and if I remember rightly, the younger you are, the, the more you can, the, the better it works or something. Um, I, I don't remember, but essentially there was the two theories. One is the cells are breaking down and they can't, they don't work anymore. Is essentially your cells slowly die over time and they yeah. don't function anymore. And the other one is they basically forget how to operate. So you can reboot them mm-hmm. and they remember how to operate again. Okay. Uh, so when they remember how to operate again, your skin tightens, you look you know, healthier, uh, things like that. So you can, they, they essentially make you like you were 50%, yeah. 57% of your age ago. Right, well, that's pretty good. But nothing since. Uh, well, that's fairly recent. Yeah. Um, but I expect we'll never hear anything again until 10 years down the line. Um, and that's probably why in, in something like that, because you obviously need to do more trials and it takes a long time to go from trials on mice to yeah. go into uh, to humans or, or commercially available. Well, Let's go and de-age you. It doesn't, why, it doesn't, they're not going to do brains and stuff like that, I don't think. But why, why don't we have mad scientists? Why can't they? I mean, they would be crazy enough to actually just inject it into humans <laughs> and go, yeah, I'll do. I've got to say, I think that... Um, for all the scientists you see in the US and uh, UK and Germany and places like that, I always wondered, I, for those scientists, when they do a breakthrough like that, there's got to be a, a scientific black site somewhere. <laughs> what, doing all this research? Doing research into these things that would be considered unethical. You've got yourself a, get a little island somewhere. Yeah, yeah, probably. And the sea, you know, very small island, a few miles in size. Surely there's some super rich funding, some really, really... Uh, dodgy experiments. I won't even go as far as saying dodgy experiments, but stuff that could be illegal. Uh, let's talk about cloning, for example. I knew that would be what you'd bring up. <laughs> Dolly the sheep was the last thing I heard about that. Yeah, clo- yeah cloning kind of disappeared, didn't it? It was yeah. like, oh, big breakthrough, and it's like, oh, it's unethical, no, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Is unethical, you can't do it anymore? How much do you want to bet there's scientists trying to bring back dinosaurs somewhere in a black site just to see if they can do it? Probably. This would be Jurassic Park all over again, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, the difficulty was finding viable viable, viable cells, is it? Whatever it was. There was there's something, it wasn't quite viable. It you was can't, DNA they were trying to find. Yeah, viable DNA, that's what they were looking for. Because basically in the, in the process of them being fossilized, it destroys most of the DNA cells or DNA proteins yeah but i believe they found something up in the ice and they said i remember reading an article i can't remember if it was dinosaur if it was just a mammoth mammoth and they said they had viable dna yeah well no because the the, because they had the mammoth mammoth dna was different from um the one i'm thinking of because mammoth dna they couldn't just create a mammoth they'd have to create a a mammoth elephant hybrid right yes um but no i I found i'm sure i saw something else about uh 
dinosaurs. I'm pretty sure it was dinosaurs. Uh, they, they they found viable DNA. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So I reckon that's off at a black site somewhere, and someone's trying to create a a dinosaur. Thing is, it, right. So this is what I always wondered about Jurassic Park, right? It's generally a bad idea to do it on Earth because they'll just literally eat everyone, right? As we saw in most of the films. So why would they? I mean, it's quite expensive to put do it in space. Well, hold on, hold on. You're you're assuming that they're going to start with a T Rex or a wouldn't you bronchosaurus? <laughs> no, I'd start with one of the, one of the little little chicken size. Did you yeah, dinosaurs? Did you watch Jurassic Park? Yeah, I know. If you got a pack of them, don't make a pack of them. Make one. Yeah, I mean, what's going to do? You come and start biting it. You just stamp on it, and it's gone. Yeah, it's crushed. Right. I'd I'd be interested to know what they taste like. Cook one up. Does it taste like a chicken? You can replace chickens with them. I, because then the foxes aren't going to get anywhere when they come to try and eat your chickens, are they? No. They're going to come and find these little dinosaurs that are just going to eat the foxes. Problem solved. Yeah, I guess. Well, they'll try and eat the farmers as well, but yeah. that's not the point. And try and eat their way out of the farm. But like, <laughs> we, We've digressed from tech evolution. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what was your example, Liam, you were going to bring up? Nowhere near as exciting as that. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was um, this was about material that I, I heard um, ages ago called, um, oh, what was it called? Um, I think it was called magnesium silicon carbide. I think it was. Okay. And what it was was it was something like ten times stronger than titanium or a titanium alloy, and twice as light. Right. And they were like, this is amazing. This can revolutionize space industry, cars, all this sort of stuff, because fuel economy, no, all that sort of stuff. And this was maybe mid to late 2015, 2016, something like that, like 2000 yeah. periods. Had nothing about it since. No development, nothing. It was quite hard to make, which obviously is a fair point, but I have not heard anything about it. Like they've tried it in something, you know, they've built a, a useful thing out of it. It's just disappeared. Yeah, that's the way it goes, isn't it? I mean, you won't hear about it again until they've they've uh, they can make it cost effectively, yeah. or it's actually going into use and it's just used in super specialised circumstances because it's so expensive and yeah, you're just not going to see it in everyday use. Mm. But really, this topic was more about like let's talk about flying cars. Yes. Okay. How long have we had flying cars now? It's well over a decade. More than that, I remember reading about the Mola Sky Car in two, oh, yeah, yeah. 2005, I think it was. 2005, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember the, mer the years merged together, but yes, I remember I when know. it first came out. <laughs> um, now, you still occasionally see stuff about flying cars. Well, more, more recently, it's flying motorbikes. They're essentially just quadricopters mm -hmm. with, uh, with a seat, which will work perfectly fine. The problem is they're never going to happen. No. Now, do you know why? Health and safety. Health and safety, you're right. Health and safety gone nuts. Yeah. Uh, it's the biggest um, hindrance to technology. It's health and safety. Or, or consumer technology, I should say. If they had, um, let's say, air highways, right? So designated areas where traffic could flow, right? Surely that would be more safe. That would be just fine. That would be safer. Well, the problem is they can't brake like a car. Although quadricopters can. They, yeah. they, they're pretty... Pretty yeah, good you, at braking and veering and stuff like that. But as long as you have takeoff and landing, you know, elevated, so that they're not landing in cities and on roads and stuff, surely that'd be well, this, fine. This is it now, right? So you look at the, the, the motorbike quadricopters. Yeah. So they don't have the same hindrances that uh, flying cars had. Because flying cars, it was the, 
takeoff. You yeah. had to have a, a runway takeoff and land. And you were talking about, I think we mentioned it in a previous episode, on ramps, off ramps, you'd have to have for flying cars and stuff like that. No, that was our late night conversation. Was oh, that just yeah. a conversation <laughs> you had? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so what we talk about on this show, by yeah, the way, yeah. is pretty much the conversations we have anyway. So um, pretty much, yeah. So yeah, so they can they can take off and land vertically, no problem at all. So yeah. no reason at all to be concerned. We you, know, so you don't need the infrastructure because they can take off and land pretty much anywhere. They're not they're yeah. no bigger than the car. They can land in a car parking space, no problem at all. Now the issue is if they fall out of the sky. Yes. They're too big and heavy. They fall out the sky. They land on people. But this is this is the point, right? In that we have this is my point about tech uh, evolution is that we have the ability to program and lock it down in a way that can basically look at all those statistics and say, right, if it, if your car weighs this much and you want to fly this distance, you can only fly this distance. Don't take off, or you know, whatever it might be. A lot of it's about engine failure as well. Now that's the great thing about quadrocopters. Mm. Quite often they can lose an engine some some of them can lose two engines yeah. as long as they're they're not same as size. long as they're diagonals yeah um then they'll still it'll still fly yeah. it'll still be able to land i should say uh, and then you've also got the ones that got six or eight engines well, i should say just stop staying engines and say motors mm. um they have six or eight motors so it doesn't matter you know they can lose like three or four of them mm. and then still land uh so that that kind of excuse is now gone so really all we're left with is security yeah they don't want people flying into secure areas we make it automated we have the tech for that as well now you kind could, of like kind of like a um a sat nav that is for your your quadricopter you, you always have to be able to take manual control okay yeah fine so that that um what's it called functionality should exist in the case of emergency but automatically you just go right this is where i want to go that's crap you just took all the fun out of it I'm not interested anymore. I wasn't for you. It wasn't for you to be interested. It was for you to get it off. It was to get it off the ground, literally. But yeah. No, I, they should have designated areas, and you should get warnings if you cross designated area designated areas. Yeah. It will go go outside of the like, designated like areas. populated city areas or something. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no flying over heavily populated areas. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can fly over the roadways. Yeah. You no, know, don't fly over. You know, housing estates. But you can fly all over the roadways. The trouble with that. Especially in the UK, is everywhere is being built up to be houses and things, isn't it? Now we really, I mean, we have a lot of land still, but this is true. But the other thing is, they're not even that noisy. Quadcopters, no. they, they are quite noisy, but yes, no more than a revving car, really. If you park a Lambo and start your Lambo up, yeah, it's more noisy than the quadcopter. It is, but the Lambo, once it's going, is quieter. The quadcopters tend to be loud, regardless, constantly. When you're in, when you're cruising along at two hundred, you know, one hundred and eight. You're not going to be doing those sort of speeds. They, they do like eighty miles an hour. Yeah, but the it's the noise comes from the engines and from the motors, right? But if you're doing like I don't know, eighty miles uh, an no, hour. No, Lambo, yeah, yeah, no. So this just comes down to. Uh, but if you're doing eighty miles an hour Lambo, it'd be quiet. Eighty mile an eighty mile an hour Lambo isn't particularly quiet. It depends what gear you're in, I suppose. Fifth gear. You're still in second gear at that point. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 120 then. <laughs> um, Third. But no, that comes down to the, the, the propeller design. There are plenty of ways to, to silent or, or re- certainly highly reduce the amount of noise that they make. Yeah, there is, yeah. Because they were doing some research into that a lot into um, supersonic planes, aren't they? Again, hypersonic planes. Well, yeah, they don't, they don't use propellers. Um, yes, they do. 
just not the one, not the not, same one. Uh, not, not conventional <laughs> brothers. But you know, just to look at PC fans. Yeah. You, you can buy some fans that are near silent, that move the same size, same power, and move just as much airflow as the non-silent ones. Yeah. Now, all right, your RPM might be a bit slower on those, although they're still 2,700 RPM uh, fans yeah. in the PCs. Obviously, you've got to scale that up quite a lot, and you've got to generate a lot more lift. You're going to make more noise, no doubt. But I can't see it being too noisy, especially because it's going to be you're taking off, climbing to what, 50 to 100 foot? 200 foot? Probably higher than that, yeah. A bit higher than that. I don't think it would. If you're, if you're going to fly over roadways and things like that, you don't really need to go much higher than 100 foot. I think they should. I actually think they should be higher. Like maybe like five, 500, maybe like 500,000 foot. That's, that's, that's quite high. It depends where you live as well. I mean, if you're obviously, if you've got skyscrapers around, you're a bit, yeah. a bit in trouble. But that's why you have roadways and or lanes that you're allowed in. Yeah. But if it's if it's that high up, you reduce the noise as well. Well, you've got reduced noise at 200 foot. Yeah, but it's right next to you-ish. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking in foot. Maybe we should go to meters. Let's say... 100 meters. 100 meters. So that's also 300 foot. That is... 300... 320 foot, I don't know, something like that. Well, 200 meters is, um, I'm, is it 10? Hold on. It's just over three foot in a meter. That's, that's, well, if it's 200 meters, that I'm 1% of that height. <laughs> 100 meters would be 300 foot-ish. Okay. 100 meters is a bloody long way. Yeah. You go up 100 meters, when you're the sort of height, you look down and go, blimey, that's a long way down. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it'd be high enough, though, surely. It would be around here, but... It, it is around where we live, yeah. But no, you'd have to make the the rules specific for the area you're in, and that's where you'd set the uh, you'd set it for the area. Yeah, you know, it's quite the same as a speed limit. You get a, you get a, a height band that you're allowed into. Yeah. Um, but obviously you can just you can come down anywhere and land. But you'd have to be over a designated landing area, which could be your house or any car parking space. In reality, mm. um, do you do you remember the film? Um, Oblivion with Tom Cruise. You ever seen that film? I probably saw it. No, I don't remember it. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, your memory's terrible. I forgot. Basically, they have um, a very similar UI that that basically um, he, so they have like zones where they can fly around and stuff, and each each bit has its own craft. And as he flies, he has like on his on his heads up display, it's just all kind of like coloured in and walled off, and says you can't go in there. It's toxic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking they should do things like that. Same sort of thing. Easy, yeah. right? Um, the thing that gets to me if you look at the, like, like the Oculus Quest right mm. uh, when you go to the boundary in the VR mm. it sort of gives you a little red room pop up sort of yeah or when you get near it it's got kind of like a blue grid if you go through it it puts a big round hole in it and goes red <laughs> yeah um, that sort of thing would be great yeah and the, but the autopilot should steer you away from that as well so if you manually flew well, into well, it well I don't think it should because you need to be able to manually override it. Maybe, maybe it should be like the auto steering where it nudges it in, but if you push it, it'll go. Because if something's coming straight towards you in the other direction and you need to veer out the way, you do not want an autopilot going, nope, sorry, you're going to have a head-on collision instead because not, you're not going into the red zone. Yeah, but there's loads of safety features. Have you ever seen... You remember Demolition Man? You don't want too many safety features. Yes, this you is do. The with you the want world. hundreds of safety features. This is the problem with the world. There's too many safety features. You want, you want hundreds of safety features. Well, you want a button you can press to go manual mode. And then you can turn it out of the way. But also, you want on, on your... We, we, we were lagging a bit there on yeah. the recording. But you also want... Um, you also want... 
the you want a sensor suite on your craft to to warn you against collisions and potentially steer you out the way. Essentially, what you're advocating for now is cars to have exactly the same thing. They they already are, yeah. Yeah, but they don't yet. Most of them do. Uh, No, no, sorry. No, they don't. They do once you get over fifty grand. Oh, I'm talking about pounds, by the way, not dollars. (laughs) Teslas have them. Fifty grand. Not all of them. Some of them are cheaper than that. Yeah, fair. But they're. I like Tesla, but they're not practical for me. They don't. They they don't do enough. They ain't got enough range. (laughs) And I'm not sitting for hours to charge or 45 minutes. How long they take nowadays? But they have the tech suite in them, and some of the other car manufacturers. Yeah, but it doesn't force it on you. It's still avoidance. It still does. Until you grab the wheel and deliberately put it the other way, it does it until you take control. And that's what I'm saying. You're always going to need that. Yeah, so you, why can you not put that in? But in fact, it could never be anything other than that because the lawsuits, as soon as someone died and they couldn't take control and move out of the way, that's game over for whoever programmed it. Yeah. Because the lawsuits would flood in then and yeah, probably. it is their fault. This is why it's always you're always going to have a human human part to it unless something's on rails well yeah well then it's different um because you have to have that control so that they can always say well it's your fault you're supposed to be paying attention you're the one who's me in control what we're offering you is an aid or an assistant not not full control but that, that's the whole point of why this automated stuff is coming in is because people aren't in control a lot of the times they fall asleep they steer into things they crash on purpose so these safeguards were put in place to stop that from, or at least reduce that yeah, from happening. But they don't override manual control. As if you've seen it, they start drifting. If you put your hand on the wheel and push it the other way, it turns it off. Hmm. Um, you could easily do that with an aircraft, though. Well, the pilot fact, already does it on an aircraft. Well, there you go then. <laughs> or until the until the pilot takes control. This is what I'm saying. You always have to have the option to take control. What about yeah? But what about driverless cars? Well, we don't have driverless cars running around here yet. We do. We had a, f- uh, we had a few. We, we do. We had some tests going on. Yeah. And they were always manned by real people at the other end. Mm. That's because it was a test. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a test. And to be fair, they may get there and allow driverless cars. But it's... it's I mean, it's going Whose fault is it going to be when it crashes? Yeah, it could be any... It could be the car's fault, isn't it? Well, no, because essentially that means it's the people that made the car. Uh, not necessarily, no. Yes, well, unless it's a maintenance thing, but no. Or it, yeah, but if you have a situation where it physically can't get you out of it, and you're going to crash anyway, it's not the car's fault necessarily. Just the same as a human driving. No, let's just say it drives you off a cliff. Why the hell would it drive you off a cliff? Uh, because there was a lorry that was reflective coming the other way, and it couldn't see what it was doing. Because that actually happened to a self-driving car in the US and it went off a cliff. Yeah, but that's the US. There was a big lorry, it was reflective, and the car drove itself off the cliff because it couldn't see properly. And were the people inside? Yes, and they died. Did Whose car- fault is it? Did the car blow up like in the movies? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they, they don't show that much graphic detail. No. Whose fault is it? Yeah. Well, that's a difficult one. The well, lorry's driver's fault, fault because, it, because the driver is supposed to ha- should have took control. He's supposed to be paying attention. Why did the lorry have reflective stuff in the first place? I don't know. I think it was white and the sun was shining or something and it just looked reflective. I can't remember full details. You can look it up. Um, anyway, you mis- mistook what it was reading as an image. And I think at the last second when it saw the lorry, it swerved and went off a cliff. Hmm. So it's the driver's fault because the driver should have been paying attention. 
Now, if you take away the ability for the driver to do it, then it's automatically the car's fault, which means you can sue that manufacturer. Yeah, or, or someone else can because what, you're dead. What if you <laughs> What if you had an automated taxi? Then it'll be the taxi's fault, taxi company's fault, if it drives into the cliff. They can then sue the manufacturer of the car or whatever, but it's yeah. you, if you're hiring a service from them, and ta- you, part of that service is to get you from there to there alive yeah, um, and unharmed. If they fail in that, it's their fault. Yeah, well, that's the same as any human taxi driver as well. Yes, it is. So what's the, I don't know what the issue is. Well, no, because this isn't a taxi. This is you. This is your car yeah. that you bought. Now it's driving itself and not you. You own the car, therefore you're responsible for the car. Yes, but... If so if the car drives itself off a cliff, it was your fault because you were responsible for that car. No, it depends on how they class the car because they could still class the car as an automated taxi, even though you own it. No, forget that because that's not the way cars are going. Cars are going automated for people to buy. You taxi is one thing. You can blame that on the taxi company and it's, there, it's down to them whether they sue the manufacturer or not. I'm talking yeah. about you buy an automated car. It's now your car. It's fully your responsibility then, is it? Yeah. So if it drives you off a cliff, it's your fault. I mean, I don't think you'd really care because you're dead, but... No, you might not be dead. It's just broken all of your bones. You're never going to walk again. It's broke your spine. You're going to live the rest of your days in a wheelchair. Your fault, right? Yes. Because it was your car. Uh, that's a tricky one. Why is it tricky? Because... It's not your fault. It's the car manufacturer's fault. As long as you've done all the maintenance and everything else you're supposed to have done... It's their fault. They programmed it. They're the ones that made it drive that way. They're the ones that failed in their diligence because it drove off of a cliff. Yeah, but if you know how I, well, if you know how AI works, it doesn't. You don't program it to drive off a cliff in a situation. Yeah, therefore, I didn't program it properly if it drove off a cliff. No, you program it to make decisions in. You basically have decisions in certain scenarios. So you have you'll have like. But no, okay, let's go mu- back. You'll, have, you'll so- have multiple things to do in a in a given situation. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about when it's completely avoidable and it just goes off a cliff. Then, I mean, yeah. Because whatever, the sun blinded its sensors or, I don't know, it had a glitch. Glitches are um, totally possible, yeah. Faulty RAM. (laughs) (laughs) They'll just shut down. (laughs) And go off cliff. So no, regardless, think... regardless of what happens, all the maintenance has been done. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's your car. You've bought it. Your money. It's fully owned by you now. Yeah. It goes off a cliff. You're in a wheelchair. Are you happy to take the blame for that? Yeah, but it wouldn't be you, would it? The car's fault. But it's your car. It doesn't matter. Just because you own it doesn't mean that it's, you know, it doesn't mean it's you. Cause like, you you, you... were on the other side of this argument a minute ago. I know, but I like to change sides. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my point, which means every time there's an accident, it's going to be on the car manufacturer. Not well, no, not say the manufacturer. You'll have that's what insurance would be for. This, this is what the insurance no, you, companies you, will do. The insurance pays out when you're not at fault, or, or 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 if you're at fault, they'll pay up to you. Yes. Yeah. But insurance companies only do that if they can't get somebody else's insurance to pay for it. Yeah. Insurance company isn't going to pay out. Just because your car goes off a cliff, then it'll, I don't know, it'll have to be a separate policy, wouldn't it? <laughs> you have to insure your car as well. Well, let's say the insurance probably does pay out. The insurance does pay out. Yeah, there you go. There's the price of your car, and you've got 20 grand for your medical bills. There you go, because that was the maximum your policy enabled. Yeah. 
you're in a wheelchair the rest of your life. You can't move anything below your neck. You're breathing through a bag. Yeah. That's life. That's that's probably what will happen. No, but I'm saying you accept that's your fault. You'll have to. You'll have no choice. No, you will have a choice. Because what's going to happen is there'll always be that option for manual control and you're supposed to pay attention to the road. You're supposed to pay attention to what's going on. So you can take control if something goes wrong. Therefore, it can always be your fault. That's the way it will go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> tech evolution slowdown. Anything else we want to cover on that? It's AI? the car's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but not the manufacturer of the car, no. So, no Just uh, the car. Sue the car, yeah? yeah. It's your car, so you've got to pay for any of his expenses. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, bollocks, yeah. <laughs> Um, so my yeah, my thinking was kind of like I, I think towards the gap in I mean this is quite arbitrary, but like let's say um you take a sci fi program like Star Trek or yep. you know, something that has touchscreen controls. Perfectly doable nowadays. We've had touchscreens for years, we've had nice like big panels as well. Easily can control stuff, you know, that we need to. Why is it not happening? Why are still people making things with switches and things that can break? Quite easy answer for that. Is it? No one needs it. It doesn't matter. They've built them. No one wants them. Why? I mean, you see it. What like... are you going to do with it? I don't know. It just looks nice. Uh, do you know what I did see? <laughs> do, you know... <laughs> do, do you know what I did see the other day, though? The world's first touchscreen toaster. Oh, I saw that about three years ago. Okay, well, then the world's. They did. They said the world's first touchscreen toaster. Well, there was a toaster cut a long time ago, which you touch the screen to decide how you want your toast, yeah. what kind of toast you want. You can even have different pictures in your toast. Oh no, this one was what color? What color yeah. you want it? And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, what yeah, bread yeah. you had? Yeah, yeah. just been around for years. Well then, uh, all right, there you go. You see, this is my point. This is your point actually as well. Um, when something was invented, disappears for years, and then they get reinvented as the first ever. No, it was a released product years ago. Yeah, but someone has tried to. Well, this, in no, this no, case, that's what I'm saying. It's hit the, hit the consumer market. Somebody has it's a 500 pound toaster. Re released that idea. 500 pound a... to make toast, people. Just let us think in. <laughs> as a first idea again. What's that? $650 US? I don't know. It's a bit crap against the pound now, isn't it? At the moment, About so. $600 then, maybe. Yeah. $600 for a toaster. Quick. Everyone rush out and buy it. This one was. But it'll do the toast how you want it. 120 something my cheap, pounds. My cheap 20 quid toaster makes it how I want it. I push the button, it pops out, and I go, yeah, that's right. Well, that needs a bit more. I'll push it back down again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my, my point, yeah, my point was literally, you know, and, and to, to an extent, like Tesla have done it with their cars as well, where they've got panels that um, have, you know, various dials and things on it, uh, that touch screen. I don't want a non-tactile button. I want a button. I, I know. Feel, yeah, you're, you're very old school. Uh, I want switches. And in fact, this no, is... in fact, nothing looks better than loads of toggle switches. Just no. The thing about Top Gun, they very... sit there flicking all the toggles no. up. <laughs> Amazing. Train screen. Yeah, give me loads of toggle switches. Would it, would this There's surpri- not enough toggle would, switches. Would this surprise you that ever since I've known you and I've had this conversation, which was over 15 years ago, I think it was now, that's just enraged me. Your answer. What, toggle switches? Yeah, every time. Every time we had this conversation, over love, the years. I love toggle switches. Over the years, your answers have just enraged me. <laughs> like, why? Just have touchscreens. I don't want touchscreen. <sighs> and screens always freeze as well. They're crap. That's when you got crap hardware. 
which is pretty much all of it because it's all consumer grade yeah which well, means it's made as cheap as possible yeah that, that's the other thing that bugs me as well let's make this nice like slick um device or whatever it is and then put the cheapest hardware in it so it looks really shitty and works really crap why keep the cost down yeah yeah, but it, because people won't buy it otherwise because it's too expensive. Yeah, but then it looks. And you're crap. asking why you haven't got all these big surround screens? Well, because they cost you about five grand. Well, yeah, they do now. But if everyone so bought one, so you're going to buy a ten grand car with a five grand screen in it. Then when the screen stops working, you've you've freaking you've got nothing. Ten grand car is a bit optimistic. A little bit. Unless you're buying a micro, I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think you can get a micro for ten grand, would you? No, I don't think that's about thirteen grand now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jesus. Yeah, so that was my that was my point. It's do, perfectly doable. In fact, I may embark on a project to do it myself. I remember when the Volkswagen Golf was ten grand. Oh yes, and they were advertising that. Yeah, it was like twenty two grand now, wasn't it? Oh, it's sixteen grand for the cheapest or something like that. Yeah, but they put loads of crap in it, so bump up the price. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Are we done on tech evolution? <laughs> The, the, so prob- the problem is health and safety. Just to, yes. yes, that's what it is. Yeah, and that needs to be. I don't think it needs. This needs to be relaxed. I think it needs to be adjusted to cope with the future. Yeah, they need someone that's forward thinking to be in charge of these sort of policies. Yeah, definitely. Let's look at putting sky roads in. Mm. Well, you know, just saying designating roadways. Right, okay. Yeah. Like over motorways, fine, no problem at all. Yeah. Down A roads and B roads. Yep, no problem at all. And from there into an estate, just to land, fine. But your residence. But the skyways don't even. This is what the skyways don't even have to mirror, not mirror, like follow normal roads. They could crisscross and fly over. Because if you're, if you're, fl- the more you're flying over a road, the more likely it is they could crash out of the air onto a car. So you tend, you technically don't want it to go over roads. No, because if you're going to say there's, there's quite likely to crash into a car then it's quite likely to crash into a person or a building or anything else, in which case it's a big no and you've just got you've just killed the idea. Mm. Let's be honest. Is it, do you think the chance to hire that a car's going to fall out of the sky and crash into another car or another car next to you on the road is going to pull into you? Right now, it's the next car in the road. I nearly got it? crushed by a lorry the other day. <laughs> then you got hit by another car I, I as well. Um, I actually got... I was, getting my, I was going to get my dash cam footage off to send it to the... Uh, the lorry company because yeah. it has a sticker on the back saying you know how am i driving and it had the, a number and a website yeah i mean i'm gonna send that bloody footage in did he you? must have been an inch off my bumper when he pulled in yeah nice so yeah did you send it in no i'm too lazy to get out of the car wasn't i oh my god <laughs> and that is why <laughs> health and safety won't work <laughs> well i thought what's the point just gonna get someone in trouble all right it was being a bit of a douche but <sighs> Do you know, actually, do you know what I saw? Why it was a, this was must be last year. Very similar to you, Laurie going round the roundabout, which I don't wasn't a roundabout. Oh. I was just taking it nice and easy on the drive to work. Oh, okay. I just had the cruise control on, yeah. sat at sixty in slow lane. Laurie was doing about sixty point one mile an hour. <laughs> Ten minutes after, it's trying to pass me. It pulls in literally. It must have been. It was. It was no more than an inch from the bumper. I thought it had hit me. Yeah. I, I really did because it was, it was, I'm like, how, how did that not just freaking hit me? It yeah. was that close. And I can pretty much see the front of my car. Yeah. So it, it couldn't have been more than an inch or two inches in front of the, in front of me. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, no, I, so this, this one so, was... Of course I overtook him and then dropped back to 60 just because I'm a bastard like that. Of course you are. Yeah. 
Did you give him the finger as well? I just no. Him, but why not? no, no, no. I not? just let him start overtaking me again for another ten minutes. <laughs> just, just into the accelerator a little bit. Just going, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. This, this one. No, actually, I stayed. I stayed. I, I overtook him pretty slowly, actually, about sixty-two, and I just left it at sixty-two. Oh, okay. um, but he caught me up on the downhill a little while later. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Know, he didn't pass me again. But um, it's those sort of things when people act like bastards like that yeah. put it in like that you just want to go in front of them and slow right down but i don't because that would be uh, my fault if you drove into me so well yeah <laughs> well this, this one it was going around the roundabout and uh, it was a car next to him and he decides rather than go in the right lane in, in the correct lane to go straight on he would just cut across the roundabout like most people do and then this car was also next to him and i literally just saw the car smash like get smashed by the lorry and then yeah. just go over the roundabout and he just stopped and i was like <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, but if you're a car and you're putting on the inside of a lorry, you're going straight on. Yeah, I'm always very careful. Yeah, or very quick. You in just, those I circumstances. Mean, yeah, and if you see the people, if you're behind those people that are going on the inside, you every single time without fail, you see their brake lights come on and they just slow down because they're like, I'm not yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Okay. As, as, as the gap closes up between yeah. the lorry and the roundabout, you think I'm just going to slow right down yeah. here, let the lorry get past me, <laughs> or I'm going to put my foot down and get out in front of it. Yeah, you're not going to win that. <laughs> That one. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else, but it's gone already. Whatever. <laughs> Brilliant. Moving on. Nuclear power. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Oh, God. I can't remember if it's France or Germany, but one of those countries, the police there, in unmarked cars, deliberately pull in front of lorries quite close. Yeah. Because the lorry driver legally has to slow down to increase the distance. Oh, so yeah. So they, they pull in in front of them with not enough space. Yeah. Just to see if the lorries will slow down. Wow. It's um, terrible. Well, no, that's how you test to make sure that they're following the law. Okay. It's an intentional thing. I don't, they're not right on their bumper, but they have to keep like an, at least another lorry's length or whatever it is. So they'll pull in like a car's length in front of them and then uh, the lorry has to slow down and then make sure it does it and then yeah. go on again. If it doesn't, they pull it over. It's probably France. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> if anything. Ba-dum. Yeah, right, wow. Nuclear power, energy crisis, global warming, kind of three topics in one. Yeah. Purely because you want to talk about nuclear power, and I thought just talking about nuclear power alone isn't... Um... Well, I did lump it in with fusion, but you said no. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too techy, I think. Well, no, my my thing... I wasn't, I wasn't, my plan wasn't to talk about how it works. It was to talk about whether it's viable. Well, it's not right now. But yeah, well, is it the future? Is there? A... Well, it could be the future. I, I don't think so. But um, nuclear power. But there's nothing to replace it. That was my point. We're in an energy crisis. Yeah. Right now. Nuclear power isn't the solution right now. It takes too long. Seven years to get a nuclear power plant online, and that's if you rush it. Two decades um, average. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of there's a smaller reactors now that they can build which can um, okay. can do it. They're, they're, so they're the size of a container on a lorry, mm. but they take seven years to make. So even if you started making those, you you you'd you be hard pushed to get it in this decade. Yeah. So nuclear power is not the immediate solution. No, but that doesn't mean we should stop. No, no, building. we should definitely be building. We them. should be building more and I more. I think if if this energy crisis has shown anything he says they need to stop being reliant on russia yes (laughs) who on earth thought it was a good idea in the first place (laughs) 
Everything should be done in-house. Everything. Some people just say, oh, look, that price is cheap. Let's get that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that's how we order everything from China, isn't it? So cheap. No, that's absolutely fine. No, it's not. It is fine. All the cheap stuff from China. It doesn't get rid of the good, high-quality stuff. Okay. Um, it's good to have options. Like, um, you know, I, I, I bought a DeWalt drill a little while ago. It's a really good drill. Um, but I've also got a couple of, you can see two drills there, a couple of Chinese, cheap Chinese drills. Yeah. I say cheap Chinese drills. They may not be China, but they're uh, China, Malaysia, Mexico, whatever. Yeah. Um, cheap. And my go-to drill is that uh, cheap drill. Because <laughs> you don't want to ruin the expensive one? or No, because it's, it's relatively small, it's light, yeah. it works, and it works for 90% of the applications we're going to use it for. There you go. Um, I have no reason to get the other one out. There's in this nice case and everything else. I've got one I can just chuck around and leave laying about. Fair enough. Uh, I like having the, the options of getting something good out or just using a piece of junk. I call it a piece of junk. It's a great drill. Yeah. Um, but yeah. back to power. <laughs> energy crisis, yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. You need to be energy independent. Nuclear be power is the way to go. Building more nuclear power. There are a lot of people are concerned, and I think this is still a thing, and I don't know why, but a lot of people are concerned that it may not, may not be safe. Even though, as in, like, disposing of nuclear rods, things like that. Um, yeah. Meltdowns, all that sort of stuff. Well, when you, when you say safe, it's a relative, isn't it? It is relative. I don't want it? a nuclear power plant built next door. No. Uh, and nor does anyone. No. But you won't be irradiated. No, but no one wants a nuclear power plant next door. No, of course they don't. But Unless they're going to give me free power, then I might be <laughs> up for it. Anyone within uh, twenty square kilometers or twenty square miles can get free power. That'd be that'd be quite handy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, they have to find places to put it, which means you're looking for more remote places. Yes. The problem is you can't put them too remote because you've got to carry that power, and every every yeah. meter you're carrying that power is a loss of power. Yes. Um, you want the power station close to where it's providing power too. So it create it's a bit more complex than just saying yes, it's the future, but it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unless we can crack fusion, at which point, because fusion is a relatively clean source of energy. A lot of people misconception about fusion is that it's clean energy. It's not. It's there's still um, nuclear fallout or radioactive fallout, shall I say, from it. But it's more viable. More, it's a lot cleaner than well, fission power. It's like these nuclear nuclear batteries you can get now. Mm-hmm. When I say nuclear batteries, they're made from nuclear waste. Yeah. So they can make batteries like AA batteries sort of size, and they last a thousand years as a battery. Mm. Now, they're not very good. They put out very little power, mm. but they'll power a clock. You know, your clock you've got on your wall in your house, yeah. you'll never need to replace the battery ever again. Yeah. That's and there, good. there are a lot of applications where you could use those sort of batteries. Or, or all right, you, there's, then there's risks of people taking all of these batteries and turning them into dirty bombs and crap. Well, but the, the, the radiation level is so low, it's not... I remember a case a while ago, I can't, I can't remember the kid's name, but he um, he was a bit batshit crazy, and he basically stole... You know, remember when uh, smoke alarms had radon in them? Is yep. it ra- radium? Radium? Whatever it is. No, I, can't remember. I know they got a radioactive... Yeah, um, so he went... And it was only a really tiny, tiny amount, so he basically... <laughs> he basically... S- gathered from hundreds of different um, yep. 
places, made himself a nuclear reactor, but irradiated his um, neighbours within, I think it was like 100 metres from of where he made it. He didn't actually die of um, radiation poisoning, though. He died something like 40 years later of alcohol poisoning, which I thought was quite yeah. interesting. Well, a funny story <laughs> on, on the, talking about smoke alarms. Yeah. At B&Q, um, which is, I guess, like, like, like Home Depot from the US mm. in the UK, uh, they... They had a, a an inspection from health and safety agencies in the UK, mm. and they had too many smoke alarms in storage in, in their in their in their hub. Oh, yeah. You're only allowed to keep a certain amount of them together because of the total amount of radiation from them. Mm. So they ended up putting like they had these like twenty twenty pound smoke alarms mm. that they were selling for like two pounds. Yeah, and every store had like thousands of pallets of them just quickly shoved in and selling them for two quid just to get rid of them <laughs> oh dear <laughs> uh, that's quite funny but yeah i mean like you know it's not going to be is it you that's you mm-hmm. it's it's not going to be um yeah because like you say you, you're saying people will use it to make dirty bombs it's i mean it's nowhere near enough to make one uh, yeah no but i'm saying if they're off the shelf batteries you could just go and buy from local store yeah you pick up a few thousand of them and you're uh Possible, yeah. Well, it depends. I don't. I don't know how radioactive they are. All I know is that they could make these little, these little, ba- little batteries from them that. I mean, it- will last a thousand years. About very little power, but where it's enough, it's enough mm. permanently. I mean, you could have a small bank of them that provides heat for your house, couldn't you? No, it wouldn't provide heat. It's not enough power. I'm talking. It provides like you know, it's one point two volts, but it's like two milliamps maximum. It's not very low power. Very low power. Oh, so it's literally enough power to run a clock, and that's it. Okay. Or light one LED or something like that. It's like twenty milliwatts. Yeah, that's nothing. Um, <laughs> now you could just keep buying them, and add them to a bank, and add them to a bank till you fill the garage with them and stuff. But again, you're back to the same problem you have with the smoke alarms. Mm. How many are you allowed to have? Now they're self-shielded, so it shouldn't really be an issue. It should be fine. Yeah. But um, is there a limit on the amount of radioactive material you can have? I don't think you can have any. What happens if you can have radioactive material? Yeah, just not not the highly um, radioactive materials. There's plenty of materials. Even bananas are radioactive. Oh, yeah, true. Um, There's thorium just littered over the beaches, over beaches as well. Yeah, and you've also got all the the radon gas that comes out of the ground all over Mm. the place. That's what gives you the background radiation in most places. And again, getting too much into the weeds and technical crap. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, um, but um, is it? It's it's needed for um, addressing the energy crisis, I think. But in the meantime, what go can on, you say do? it. Turn the turn the coal plants back on. No, but what? Can, I mean, you can't really because yes, okay, we need to sort of burn coal to provide more energy in the in, right in the immediate time. Now it's just going to increase the What's it called? Greenhouse the glo- gases. Yeah, the global warming crisis even more until... So is the answer solar panels? So I can tell you the answer is not solar no, panels. No, it's not solar panels because they have uh, an even bigger carbon It footprint. can be solar panels in, in those countries where it's nice, like you've got California and yeah. um, Florida or whatever, places like that. You know, it's, Certainly there was a lot of solar stuff going on in Nevada desert. Yeah. Um, perfect. Big, massive, empty spaces. Yeah. Perfect places to put up giant solar farms. Which they have. And they're actually worth it now what a lot of people don't realize is the the carbon cost of making a solar panel oh it's massive uh and if you assume it's got a life of 20 years 
in, in you know if you put it in the UK, you're not recouping that carbon loss. No, <laughs> just in, adding to versus it versus the amount of uh, of power you get from it over yeah. time. The biggest con- misconception, like you say, is thinking that solar power is green energy. It's really not. Um, it, it's once they're made, it's done. And if you can make it from recyclable recycled materials, even then, you know, making something from recycled materials, it uses a lot. Because yeah. you're, you're burning power and there's different processes where you're heating, melting, smelting. Uh, you're mm-hmm. creating a lot of um, a lot of CO2. Yeah. Uh, but, anyway, it's somewhere hot, it's worth it. Yeah. Somewhere you get a lot of sun, a lot of heat, it's worth it. Now, if there's an excess of solar panels on the market and they're not doing anything, they've already been made, yeah. great, stick them on your roof in the UK. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I looked at solar panels. Not, I'm not, not concerned too much about the greenhouse gases. I should. I'm more <laughs> concerned about the rising price of energy. electricity. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a no-go on my roof. My roof's oddly shaped, and oh, they no. can't fit enough panels. What? <laughs> um, in place. So I'd that have sucks. To, well, they, they, well, they could put it on, but I could only have a few panels, which is really it's just a... not worth it. Yeah. So then the alternative um, is wind power. So wind power, let's go on to wind power. So the wind turbines, they have uh they don't start working until your winds get up to like six, seven miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. They're powered as well. And then they break them. There's in they put a stop on and stop them if it gets over something like eighteen miles an hour. Right. Because the forces are too high and it breaks them, so they have to lock them. So they've got a very narrow window where they actually run. Now, thankfully in the UK, that window's about perfect for us. Yes. Um, however, their maintenance costs are ludicrous. Yeah. So the onshore ones not too bad. Uh, they're well. worth it. The onshore ones, yeah. the ones we have on all our hills around and stuff like that, they're, they're pretty much worth it. Although, if you look at them, whenever I see a group of ten or something, there's always at least one that's broken. Yeah. But now they're looking. They're building the. the, the largest offshore wind farm yeah but is it scotland or wales i can't remember oh, I, I can't remember now. it's off of scotland or wales anyway it's the biggest biggest offshore wind farm mm-hmm. salt water it's the fastest it's moving parts electrics it's <laughs> the fastest way to corrode something isn't it and the cost to get out there to fix anything yeah, yeah. it's ludicrous well if they used i mean i was gonna this is probably not viable but if they use titanium it doesn't corrode but it's going to be very expensive. <laughs> Maybe titanium alloy. But. Um, yeah. No. You want traditional materials. So then, they work. They're proven. And to be honest, we've got some, some wind farms off the southern coast of yeah. the UK as well. And I think they do all right. I mean, they, they, not, gen- they generate a reasonable amount of yeah, power. They're not, they're not not worth it. That's a double negative. They're, they're worth it. <laughs> Yes, I think, but especially in this country, high maintenance cost. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. So once they're up and running, as long as they're in service long enough without breaking, they become pretty green. I think the issue is in servicing them and the upkeep cost. Yeah. It doesn't produce cheap power. No, which is everyone thinks it does. Um, well, not everyone. That that's that's the wrong term. Yeah, but and then okay. So then the third option is hydropower. We I mean, are same issue again. But we're situated in the perfect place since we're surrounded by it. Water that is. <laughs> Tidal power you're looking at. Yeah, that's what hydropower is, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's a form of hydropower. 
But it's nothing okay, like, yeah. um, what is it, Norway or one of those countries where they generate so much power from it because they've got so many rivers and things like that they can put in, um, put little turbines in the rivers and get... Um, yeah, but we have, we there was, there was um, ones that um, now will use the movement of the waves so you can literally stick it offshore. And, uh, it's like tidal generators. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so, yeah. they've got submersed ones as well now. Yeah. They're really uh, cool. That work quite well. But again, imagine the maintenance cost on those. Not too high. I mean, if they're. Uh, not too high. The one, well, the underwater. Ones yeah, but the ones I've seen are made out of plastic and not metal. No, oh, only the outer case is made from plastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have there's the. There's still metal there. Yeah. And there's still all the cabling that's there. Yeah, I guess. Um. But it can be more protected than wind yeah, yeah. turbines yeah. are, I think. But they're not as effective either. No, no, no. Nowhere near as much So it's all, it's all... But the benefit with those is that you can, for, for us, they could be placed all along the shores of the entire island. Right? Uh, potentially, I mean. Yeah. But again, it's that, it's that carbon footprint versus... How long do they actually last... I don't know. How much power they actually generate. So if we're talking about clean energy. We weren't actually talking about clean energy. Well, we were. It's a global warming energy crisis. Yeah. The power. Same thing. It's <laughs> There's just nowhere to... There's no easy solution. I, if it was an easy no. solution, it would have been done already. Yes. I sometimes wonder, though, if... Let's say we can't crack fusion, right? There is no... There's no kind of solution for power after that. Does that make sense? Like, nuclear power provides... Currently. There's no current technologies that we're really delving into that are more promising than fusion. But there isn't. There won't be. That's what I'm saying. What are you saying? There won't be. There was no such thing as fusion not too long ago. Fusion powers. You look up it every day, even in the the year zero. When did they think about making a fusion power generator? Probably about... Thousand years ago, not a thousand. About yeah, yeah, a thousand years ago. Hundred, yeah, yeah, that's right. A thousand probably about years 100, ago, hundred years ago. The cavemen come out and thought, I'll build, I'll build a nuclear fusion reactor. Probably about a hundred years ago, a century ago. Okay, so it's a century ago. So what happens in a century's time? There may be new technologies that are coming around. Nah, there isn't. <laughs> Why not? There's antimatter, but like it takes too much power to generate antimatter. Until you find a way to generate it. Yeah, yeah I guess. That doesn't take too much power. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I guess. What, what about um, heat pump technology? You mean the very things they use in nuclear power plants? Yeah, but I mean natural heat from the ground. Geothermal? Yeah, heat pump. Um, it's it's, 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 it's going to be about as effective as wind turbines. So the UK government are really pushing those to replace your boilers with in the UK for your heating in your home. Yeah. Now, if the temperature gets down to like minus eight, they're pretty crap and useless and do next to nothing. Yeah. Uh, But they they still insist that they're great for this country. They're perfect. The UK climate's perfect for them. No. Despite (laughs) all the stories you're seeing people saying in the winter they can't get their home heated above 15 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Which is pretty cold. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You're saying, but the temperature in the UK rarely gets down that low. Well, I just we had it about a month ago, mm. and it's heading that way again next month. Yeah. So twice in in two months, and they say, "Well, temperature never gets that low in the UK." Get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> they tell you does. this so you get this heat pump so you can sit in your house and freeze. Yeah, basically. So then you need to turn on electric heaters. Yeah. To warm your house, 
which costs an absolute fortune at the moment. Yes. Then they're complaining that the grid's going to go out because we haven't got enough power if everyone keeps putting on electric heaters. <laughs> it's like, well, you, you bought this one yourself. You're telling everyone to get heat pumps. Yeah. If everyone got heat pumps now, the electricity grid would collapse because everyone would have their electric heating on as well. Absolutely, yeah. It's not a good idea. Don't get heat, heat pumps. Um, but there's a secondary option. In addition to a gas boiler or electric heaters or whatever, mm. um, especially in the temperatures when it's not too cold, it works fine. It keeps your house relatively warm. Yeah. Um, other than the £15,000 price tag, although there's, there's some government schemes and they've got a more affordable ones that are supposed to be coming out, and it's going to cost about five grand. So they're saying it's comparable with boilers now. With gas boilers, yeah. Although you can get gas boilers from fifteen hundred pounds, so it's comparable with a relatively expensive gas boiler. But it's getting cheaper. And my question would be, how many of those can you shove into the ground and start pulling heat out of the ground before you affect a surrounding climate or surrounding Be- environment? Yeah, well, before, so it works on temperature differentials. Now, if you're pulling all that heat out of the ground. Mm. You'll lower the heat eventually. It's going to get cooler. Mm-hmm. Right, and they say, yeah, but that gets warmed up again by the core and the magma and all this sort of layer. Okay, let's say it does. You keep pulling that heat out. How many can you stick in the ground before you're in danger of cooling the... Uh, Planet's core. Not the core itself, but let's say magma. Start cooling the layer of magma below that. Uh... Or making it sluggish so that it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't move properly. Because that does affect the rotation of the Earth, I believe. Yeah. And also, it would affect the um, climate of the country as well. Probably more than that, because you're cooling the ground down, you're going to start having yeah, if you take adverse a, weather If you as took well. two degrees off the ground temperature, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. The whole country is two, now two degrees colder, pretty much. Well, it's a difference in temperature, isn't it, between the air and the ground? Just You've just increased that now, so you're then going to have... Yeah, but it's not just surface level. It goes a bit deeper than that. Yeah. So you're cooling the lower level of the ground. Yeah. So that's not just going to warm up instantly when the sun comes out. We're no. not talking the top 20 centimetres of the ground, which takes freaking... Barely gets any hotter in eight hours of sunshine <laughs> in the UK. Yeah. So you've got... We're talking, like, what, five metres depth, I think it goes to, something like that. Uh, didn't you say it was, long, like... No, I was thinking of the, the, the old school heat pumps where they go like 60 metres. Oh, okay. the, 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 these heat pumps, I think, are like five metres or something like that. Okay. Two to five metres, depending and stuff like that. So if you're just call, even calling the ground the, the surface two metres below ground, mm. how long before it has a really significant impact? How much? How many of them do you put in the ground? Now, let's talk about every household in the UK doing it. So what's, what's that? 60 million. No, that's not. That's 60 million people. 36. 36 million. Okay, so you stick 36 million of those in the UK. Mm. Let's just start with London. Let's say they're putting in enough around the sky-rise flats to do all of the flats. Yeah. And every area in London where it's very heavily populated. What impact is that going to have on London, temperature-wise? Well. And if the whole planet done it, stuck these heat pumps in the ground... It's not viable for the whole planet. Let's just assume that it, it was. Let's say, okay, out of the whatever, what is it, billion household, or two billion households, that one billion households do it. That's one billion heat pumps stuck in the ground. How much power is that pulling out of the ground? How much is it cooling the ground by? Quite a lot. Or is it going to be negligible in comparison by how much to how much the sun warms it? I don't know. Has anyone even thought about that? 
Or we're just going to try and push the, you know, we've got global warming issue now. Great, we can call it down. We'll call the planet down. We're heating up the atmosphere. Yeah. This is making it worse. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so is that, it's, it's green power because it's free. We're just pulling the heat from the earth and putting it into the atmosphere. So it's green, right? No. This is the very what? nature of humans, though, isn't it? Well, this is what I don't know. It's what I'm getting at. I, I don't know the, the, the math and the science behind it all. No. But to me, it seems illogical. Yeah. We're going to take the heat out of the ground, put it into the atmosphere, and that's going to be better for global warming? Mm, no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but this is what I'm saying. It's the very nature of humans. is it's, uh, They only deal with the, the issue now and not think about the future of what they're doing. This is why you see like houses that are built on the. No, but this whole thing was to improve global warming. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, but this, this is what I mean by the short sightedness. No, it's not short sightedness. It would just be completely wrong if that was the case. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. They probably I, I, don't, I don't either. Know. That's why they're doing it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I bet no. I bet they don't know. I bet they haven't got a clue. Yeah. Um, they've just gone. Oh, look, we won't have to burn gases if everyone sticks a heat pump in the ground. Yeah. But what effect does that have? Who cares? I don't know. We're not burning gas anymore. Yeah. Great. And that's all it is, is how it looks in the media, how it looks to the public. Anyway. That's that's the whole idea. Uh, I think we'll call it there for a night. No, I want to carry on talking about this. I think... Uh... <laughs> no, I don't. No, you don't. No. Okay. <laughs> We've got, we got a few more topics. We'll probably... Uh, Continue next with week. next week. What have we got for next week? Sex education at schools. Has it gone too far? Are they teaching it too young? Is it not enough? It's, it's gone too far. Um, no, it hasn't. Oh, wait. It depends. This is a discussion for next week. <laughs> it's gone too far. Anyway, no. we'll talk about that next week. Um, also, we're on the subject of schools. Uh, a lot of schools aren't giving any homework anymore because students aren't capable of, of doing it. I think it ties back into the woke thing. Uh, they complain enough. They don't have to do it. So schools are starting to drop it. They should have done this t a decade and a half earlier. No, they shouldn't. They should make it twice as much homework. No, they should have done it when I was at school. <laughs> so, this is one of the things that my, my kids will moan about doing their homework. And I, I no, you're not doing anything else. You've done your homework. Mm. It takes them 10 minutes. We'll argue about it for 20 minutes. Then it takes them 10 minutes. I'm like, all of that arguing for 10 minutes of homework. Why on earth haven't you got two hours of homework? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well. It's not long enough if it is. Why is he only getting 10 minutes of homework? And the school have started making a lot of the homework optional. Yeah, I've noticed that. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, because people complain. Terrible. Anyway. It's woke society. This is, this is a topic. That's next week's topic. Discussion for next week. Um, <laughs> and then we've got um, uh, bullying, cyberbullying. Yeah. Uh, leading how to how it affects teenagers. How it affects teenagers, not just teenagers, even the bit older, you know, yeah, adults, young adults, let's call them, uh, and you know, potentially leads to suicide in quite a number of cases. So, um, and why does it appear to be higher now than it than it did? Well, Is do you that, want me to answer that? No, because they're all these blooming woke idiots. Next week, next week. <laughs> <laughs> that was still my answer next week, but with a bit more detail. Yeah. Okay, so tune in next week and. Uh, we may add some more topics to that. And uh, I'm thinking about adding in uh, a midweek shorter episode, uh, just a 20-minute one or something like that. 
we'll see how it goes. I was, I was actually speaking to Pat Boy saying we should probably reduce our episodes. They're, they're too long. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are downloading too much because of the, the length. I don't think so. I think it's worth it sticking on. But you're saying this at an hour and 15. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like, I personally like long, long form content. Of course, yeah. Um, but then I realise the the younger generation, because of TikTok, have got an attention span of one minute. That's That could be one of the subjects we talk about next week. <laughs> because our audience is not going to be the young people. I could tell you that right now. Actually, I was looking at demographics on YouTube. Are we supposed to be finishing this? Yeah, but they might be interested in listening. I was looking at demographics on on, on YouTube. Yes. Uh, and it was like 24%, because it set us not for children. Yeah. It only gives me stats for eight, over 18. Or people claiming to be over 18. Of course. Um, It was something like 24%, 18 to 25. Yeah. Our biggest band was 25 to 44. Yeah. Not surprising. Um, and then the 44 to whatever it is was the next biggest. And then the one after that was about the same as... Yeah. Was a bit, was the lowest, I think. There you go, you see? So it, it's 25 to sort of 55 is our demographic who are watching and listening. There's two reasons for that. It's one is the subjects we talk about, and two is the fact that it's a podcast or the format it comes in. Because it's not in a 25... It's not in a short form. 10-second... No. Video. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've actually put a few shorts up on YouTube and on. Go uh, check them out. Uh, I started putting the shorts onto Twitter. Oh. I'm not a big Twitter user. I haven't been, but I'm I'm on Twitter daily now. Um, <laughs> Fat boy hasn't looked at our Twitter page. I hate he'd, Twitter. He'd probably be mortified if you looked at it. <laughs> no. He'd be like, no, you can't say that. As long as there's not a picture of me. So I should say I didn't fill in any 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 Twitter stuff. It wasn't me. Fat boy done all of our Twitter. But you've just said that I haven't been on it. I yeah, but I put, it. yeah, but I put really offensive things on there. So I've got to say you did it. So I don't get blamed. Right. Okay. No, not that offensive. Nothing offensive. Wasn't me. Unless you're uh, woke. <laughs> 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 yeah. On that well, note. See you, we'll ne- see you next week. See you next week. week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake.